listen to Two Married Lesbians discuss an LGBTQ plus book each month that highlights the queer human condition as they use connection and humor to relate the issues to us as a queer community. She's Anna. And she's Miranda. I am. And we're two married lesbians. We are. And we're all queer here. So we're discussing She Gets the Girl tonight. A little bit of a spoiler in the title. I love it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I love to know where the book is headed at the end. Like, I mean, it's also like a rom-com, so they're going to end up together. Or not. I mean, I have read books where like, they get together, to, but then I, they don't end up at the end. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I, wanna, I, want a, uh, I want a rom-com where they don't get together and they just love themselves. I'm giving you a blank stare. I don't think anybody wants that. Nobody wants that? No. I Okay. Asexuals out there, do you want that? Well, they could cuddle. Okay. 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 Let's move on. Publishers Weekly suggests this title for ages 14 and up, and Kirkus Review mirrors that age range, but it is our belief that parents have the final say in what their children should read. Our authors are Rachel Lippincott and her wife, debut author Allison Derrick, they wrote it together, which I just love. And when I heard that, um, I was listening to a panel online and Rachel was talking about this book and she talked about writing it with her wife. And I was like, oh my God, I have to read it with her. We have to read it. We have to read it. Like wives reading a book that two wives wrote. Like obviously two wives, but like it just it is right up our alley. It is. So, okay, here's, here's the question. Could you see yourself writing a book with your wife? It depends what it is. Mm. I know like some authors, when they co-write together, they'll agree on the voices that they're going to do and kind of their backstory. And then one will write chapter one and they'll email it and then they'll take the book in a direction and they just feed off of that Hmm. versus having like a whole outline of the book, which would make me nervous because I'm like, no, I hate that. I'm going to undo what you did, you know? Oh, okay. That's a little telling, Anna. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm just saying like, I like to have a clear view, at least, you know, like an outline. So I want to start by talking about Molly and the drinking game, the never have I ever, that she hasn't done a lot of stuff in high school. You know, that resu- that resonated, that resonated <laughs> with me a lot. Because I was kind of that kid in high school. I was a nerd. I was in a lot of classes. I Me was too. obviously very closeted. And like, I went to social get togethers. I, I didn't go to like party parties because like mm-hmm. I knew my mom would kill me mm-hmm. if she found out that there was alcohol there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that doesn't mean I didn't get invited to them. I just was like, oh, I'm busy. Yeah, <laughs> you're just so busy. Yeah. I was like uh, a church event. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. I, uh, I was very similar. So I was like super nerdy. It was in every club I could join. I was the president of this or the secretary of that. I was such a nerd that in art club, we made up our own offices. So, like, I was the grand vizier of art club. What were those responsibilities? Who knows? That art teacher, she was just like, if you have a vision, I'm going to trust you to go with it. And I, like, will forever love her for it. But also, that didn't really read well on a college, mm. like, application. <laughs> yes, I was the Grand Vizier of yeah, Art. Yeah, that sounds like a made-up title, because it, it is. It is. Yeah. It is indeed. Um, I think at one point, just out of uh, necessity, we had to basically 
quote unquote give ourselves like actual names. Like I was actually the treasurer and the czar, the art czar was the president and you know, that sort of thing. But uh, yeah, I was a giant nerd too. Um, I think I only went to like one high school party and I just felt so awkward and out of my depth. And I can see that. Yeah. We would have probably been friends. We would have been friends that then if we were the same age, let's pretend the age gap isn't there. Right. But um, I don't know. I could totally see like an alternate universe where we met in high school awkwardly at a party because we were both the one petting the dog. Do you, do you believe in alternate universes? I do. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Like, there's an alternate universe where I'm really cool and suave. Oh, boy. <laughs> I don't know that I believe in that one. <laughs> it could happen. <laughs> what would you be in your alternate universe version of you? Self-employed. Oh, doing what? I don't know. Just working from home or independently wealthy. And I work... Because, um, you know, some independently wealthy people are just... You know, they, they're on a lot of committees and, you know, boards and things. And that, that's like their full-time job. And that's still a lot of work. Yeah. So I'd be yeah. on the boards of, of things. And I would, yeah. Like, I wouldn't have to work, but I would do it because I wanted to fill my days with stuff. Mm. And then just take long, luxurious European vacations. Oh. I, I really hope that uh, suave, cool me meets you in that alternate reality. Oh, yeah. I think we'd have a good time. <laughs> we would have a good time. <laughs> I did have an issue because it started to feel like Molly's obsession with Kara. Mm. When she dropped the short story class to take biology, I just, I was crushed. I also realized that she did need a science credit, but like, you know, she's trying to kind of form this meet cute with her, or like force it, I think. Yeah, she was trying to force it. But I, I don't just, think you can force a meet cute. You can't. I, I mean, I think she had to be as obsessed with her so that she could get help with Alex, you know, helping her win her over. But um, I'm going to kind of jump to the end for just a minute. When she had that realization that she was like, she, you know, Cara doesn't even know me. That's not mm-hmm. the person. And I don't really even like her for who she is. Yeah, exactly. It's It, it really, I felt like it was kind of a, a case study in that all too common thing that I think a lot of us have, at least at some point in our life, where we love the idea mm-hmm. of a certain person because we filled in all the gaps. And by gaps, I mean like all the little flaws or quirks or interests that maybe you don't know about about that person and they don't necessarily align with who you've d- developed them to be. Because she's flirting with Alex. Car's flirting with Alex originally and and molly kind of like tosses that off and it's like no that's a that's a big plot problem that's problematic that she's not flirting with you yeah so yeah i just i'm glad that there was that realization at the end um let's see if i my notes um that cora in her head was not real um, but also this is a YA romance. So yeah, it was a good realization, mm-hmm. you know, that since that, I think just because I was slightly annoyed by how obsessed she was like, this is, I'm not the target audience. This is for young adult readers. Mm. So when I was like, kind of like reflecting on that, I was like, you shouldn't be, you know, dissing that because you're not the primary audience. So when I was thinking about when I was in high school 
and just like obsessed with someone here and there and it's like that is what that's like you want to be in their classes you want to be on their bus or you want to like walk home with them even though you live three miles away and you were supposed to take the bus like you know what I mean absolutely I I remember when I went to college the second time which I would have been what 21 I think and um I had a best friend at the time that now looking back, I can see that I had a crush on and I never did anything about it. But I remember being so like infatuated with her and wanting to be in her classes. I remember at one point I had taken history because I had to take two semesters of history. And I took the first semester with, with one professor, loved him, did great in his class. He was awesome. He, you know, under he understood me and and gave me leeway to to get what i needed to get done but uh i ended up getting an a in the class and then she was like oh my gosh you gotta come be in this other guy's class i'm in it he's a riot blah 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 and i was like yeah absolutely never once did i ask her what what grade did you make because the answer was d <laughs> so she still had raving reviews of this professor Yes. Maybe she enjoyed the professor a little too much. Uh, no, not that way. I, I wasn't trying. You're right. I was kind of insinuating <laughs> that. But I just mean like she had too much fun in class that she, she wasn't She had focusing. too much fun because she realized that if you started talking about cell phones, he would get derailed for the rest of the class. Yikes. Anyway, so, so do you took this class? What did you make in that class? A C. Okay. That's terrible. Yeah, it was tragic. But that like in that moment, like because you're... you're critical thinking and your decision-making ability is not fully functioning. No. You got like little goober hearts in your eyes. You can't see. You are the heart emoji. emoji. Yes. To a T. Like that is, that is youth. That is what that's like. Yes. It's rough. It's, you know, and so I think like, yeah, she kind of knew about her a little bit and like she remember, Kara remembers her at the party. So, so there's, Cora remembers her at the party, so there's that little, you know, recognition there, and I think, like, a spark, but yeah, she just, she had, I mean, really, it re- reminded me of you, because she has no game, and when I we- have no game. You have no game. When we started dating, like, I think it's great, and probably for the best, that we met online. Yes, absolutely. Because you had- If we had met in the club, you would have not talked to me. I would have been like, whoa, this person's crazy, like- so, okay, I have a question, babe. Do you know a Kara? Personally. You keep saying Kara and it's Cora. Or are you just really infatuated with... No, I typed it wrong on my notes. Kara Delevingne. It's Cora. I'm okay. sorry. I typed it I was wrong. just like, you've said it enough times. I was like, is there an ancient even says crust? Cora. I read it as Kara. I think one of them... <laughs> auto- Darn autocorrect. You know, I hate it when it does that with names. It's so offensive. Okay. But if you turn it all the way off, then it leaves your weird one when you misspell lightning. You know, gosh, it's such a hard word to spell. <laughs> you know? Lightning's the tricky one. For it you. is tricky. Okay, <laughs> so Cora, I'm so sorry. I want to respect the authors. Yeah, yeah. Cora, um, imaginary, not imaginary. What? What's it called? Somebody's make-believe. Make-believe person friend? Cora. What? Imaginary friend? No! Cora is not my imaginary friend. <laughs> I just we're apologizing to the make-believe character oh right yes (laughs) I did I will say I really appreciated that we got to kind of see how distant people 
in relationships may have more going on under the surface. Like when you go and you examine Alex at the beginning mm -hmm. with uh, her girlfriend Natalie. at that moment. Um, he turns out to be awful at the oh, end. Oh, well, oh, I was mean, mad. There were, it was, it was like, I really loved kind of seeing that relationship not develop, but I guess devolve a lot more light kind of get shed on it over time because I've dated distant people in the past and they've acted very similarly and, you know, had some, maybe some tough backgrounds. And so I, I really appreciated that I kind of got to, to see things from that different perspective and kind of really appreciate what might have been going on for them that I just wasn't privy to. I think too, like, um, you know, just the dis the dismissive way that Natalie treats Alex. Mm -hmm. Like, well, you called me. I can't talk to tonight. It takes, and she's like, it takes four hours to get ready for a set. Yeah. She's like, it's a process. You know, I just have like snotty girl voice in my okay. head. I was like, I didn't. And that's not the Alex voice I had in my head. No, I mean, I'm sorry, no, not Natalie, Alex, yeah. Natalie. But, um, and then their breakup and she, she says, you're just an effed up girl. I thought that was just terrible. That was awful. But then Alex comes back and says, maybe she couldn't open up to her because she wasn't worth it. Yes. That's Absolutely. exactly correct. And I think we, you know, we talk about, um, people being in love with the idea of someone or people being in love with the idea of being in love. Mm -hmm. And I think so many people out there want that connection and they're with someone and they're like, well, they're really like this once you get to know them and they kind of like justify them to their friends if or their family. If you have to do too much justifying, that's a flat, that's a red But I flag. think, especially like being queer, it sometimes feels harder to find someone. Oh yeah, especially if you're in a small town or you a just A conservative state. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, when we first started dating, we were two hours away. We were, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we absolutely, well, it depends on traffic. Sometimes there's more. Yeah, but I'm just saying like in general, it... <laughs> It's tough, and I think there needs to be compromise. Like, we didn't see each other a super lot. Mm -hmm. um, certain things, you know, we had to, like, plan out in advance and take days off. Mm -hmm. Or when you had days off, to align with my days off and that kind of thing. And it's just, it's tough. And I think you, if you're willing to put yourself out there to find someone, you have to also recognize that you have to be willing to do the work to find the right person. Yeah. And that is the most difficult because sometimes... You know, um, there there are there are those non-negotiables for each person. Mine is smoking. You also you have asthma, so I think yours is also smoking. Yeah, I could I couldn't date a smoker. Yeah, so you know things like that. But I mean, those don't those aren't there shouldn't be a long you know grocery list of non-negotiables. If so, you need to reevaluate what really is not negotiable. Yeah. Um, I know you talked about earlier this week we were talking and I had originally said that I didn't want to get married mm -hmm. and that was something that bothered you originally and you, you know, we'd, we'd been dating a couple months and you said, well, if I really love her, we put, grow, grow our life together and, you know, put our households together. Maybe it won't matter if, if we're married and, you know, I came around, you know, we're married now, but <laughs> I think cause I had just been hurt and I wasn't necessarily sure I wanted to really fully commit my heart yet. And so, I think, you know, some things that you think are non-negotiables can come back around with the right person. Oh, I absolutely Just like she agree. says, like, I couldn't open up to you. Yeah. You know, and I was reading a book the other day, and it was saying, um, there's another queer book, just FYI. And she was talking to her best friend, and she was saying, uh, she'd just broken up with her, her partner, and she was like, 
I just realized it's not that I didn't want to have kids. It's that I didn't want to have kids with her. And I think that's a huge, huge realization to, to realize for yourself. That it's not something you didn't necessarily want. Or maybe it is something you want. You just couldn't have it with that person. Because yeah. in your mind, they weren't the right fit for that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's a reason I didn't want to have more children with my ex-husband even beyond the whole I'm gay thing. Yeah, the baby making process. Yeah, I mean, even outside of that, there were yeah. reasons. Yeah, that makes sense. But, uh, you know, I could totally see having more kids with uh, somebody else. Somebody else? Anybody sp- in mind? A specific person. Who's that? <laughs> well, I mean, she she's my wife. I don't oh, know okay. if you've met her. Oh, okay, yeah. It's me. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> um, okay, so I gotta say something I think you're gonna wholeheartedly agree with. I'm just going out on a limb here. Okay. Okay, so correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, I'm ready. So, in regards to Molly, mm-hmm. I definitely could not relate to being best friends with my mom. Yeah. I couldn't either. <laughs> um, <laughs> especially, you know, because she's, she's 18, so she's just going into college i had a decent relationship with my mother at that point oh that's good that was only because i was like i'm leaving (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and made sure that i was on campus like every summer or i studied abroad i was only at the house for like two weeks if i needed you know shelter Uh, (laughs) shelter (laughs) but um yeah those um man those preteen years on were pretty turbulent i'm not gonna lie just just every everything I did, everything I wore, all the music I wanted to listen to, you know, the like. I remember hearing you you telling me about the whole Destiny's Child debacle. Oh my gosh, DC. Yeah. Okay. So, um, it's their survive. I think it's their Survivor album, if I recall correctly, or it has the Survivor song on it, along with other titles, and they're. They're kind of like laying down, like one of them is sitting up and the other two are like laying down in front of her. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think just two of them have low cut tops. Okay. You know, super racy, super racy. Of course I was <laughs> it's all about that. But, um, <laughs> so my mom saw the CD was back before I was buying stuff on iTunes <laughs> and my mom saw the CD and said no. And my parents were divorced, and I rarely pitted them against each other. But man, I had to have the CD because, like, you know, they didn't play all the songs on the radio. They did not. And you, it was before, like, you could find all the songs on YouTube. It there was, was no YouTube. Yeah, like, I mean, I think YouTube was around, but it was just before everything got going. We had different childhoods. Okay, well, I'm just saying <laughs> there was no other way to get it. I had to, I had to have the CD, right? I had to have the CD. And all my friends it. had it. Of course, they weren't going to lend it to me, and I was like, you know. And I guess for some reason we didn't burn it. I guess I was too embarrassed to admit that my mom wouldn't buy it for me. So I asked. Um, also, dad. it was illegal. Yeah, I know. I asked my dad for it, and he happily obliged. <laughs> and so, I remember being, I was quite clever about it, and I took, you know, because the, the CD inserts often have many pictures. Yes. With the, the lyrics and stuff, and I turned it around we'll to the right picture back. on the back of the insert. And they all we're had back. perfectly fine, no, no more clothes on. More, well, more of their shirts intact. Oh. And I put that as the cover and closed it. Well, she found it in my room and she's like, what's this? I hadn't seen the CD. And she 
opens it. Oh, no, babe. And she sees the original cover and was like, where'd you get this? And I was like, dad got it for me. <laughs> and she was like, I'm going to have to talk to your father. And she's like, you're not allowed to have this. I was like, well, I already have it. Like, it doesn't matter. And I couldn't listen to Britney Spears. Couldn't buy any of her stuff because she was this beautiful woman. No, because she, <laughs> I mean, my. You got a little lost in the weeds on that I one. I did, but. I was so obsessed with Britney Spears. And my best friend at the time had all of her posters up. So I would just, like, when we went to sleep at night, she had all these nightlights turned on. And I would just stare at her posters before I fell asleep. And I was just like, this is the dream. Anyway, but, um, yeah, I couldn't listen to Britney Spears. Did your mom ever say why? It was because of the way she dressed. She wanted us to grow up with a sense that we should be more conservative dressers. I mean, I never, even if I had the body now to wear, like, you you know, the super... Well, let me finish. The super low cut jeans with the the belly the belly button shirt, crop top. Like no one needs to see that. Yeah, nope. that's what I'm saying. Can, so can I see it? <laughs> shut up. But even if I had that body, I think I would just be like, really. I was always just a very shy child, so I don't think yeah. I would dress like that anyway. So she uh, didn't need to worry. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's the that's the story. That was yeah. But I I definitely couldn't relate to her being her best friend. I think. That fact was in there, the part of her character, because I think there are parents who have that relationship with their kids. Yeah. I, well, I and, um, Maybe not so much anymore. I don't know. I'm trying to remember. Did Cora have any siblings? Oh, I don't remember. I don't either. I want to say... I mean, she read like an only child. Because, like, I know... What does I, that mean? You act like you're offended, but I know that you're not an only child, so I'm very confused. <laughs> no, because you just make it seem like she was a stereotypical self-centered... It wasn't until I was nine that my parents adopted my sisters. Um, so I spent the first nine years as an only child, and I was really close with my parents because unless, you know, a neighbor kid was free... like Yeah, were... that's all you have. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Well, yeah, but I didn't feel like a close connection with Molly and her dad. Not as close. And Molly has a brother. Oh, that okay. comes into play. I remember that now. Oh, I asked if I really, Cora was oh, yeah. the only child. I really liked Sorry. Molly's brother. I'm just going to throw that out there. He There's was a so sweet many guy. names. I had, um, yeah. I, I was getting my wires crossed. Mm-hmm. Apologies. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I, I did. I meant Molly. But yeah, you're right. She does have a brother. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess... I guess, I mean, yeah, I, I totally believe that some people have that relationship with their their mother. Um, it's just not my experience. So I, I thought it was really interesting to kind of see, that even though she's she feels really close to her mother, she loves her mother, it's not like there's a, a problem with their connection. It's just that natural step of wanting to grow and, you know, kind of get... Friends that are, you know, that are your age, age and can understand your time in college. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to reflect on the fact that there were five steps to the plan mm-hmm. that Alex had, mm-hmm. and uh, she didn't really know what the fifth one was. <laughs> she hadn't gotten that far. That was priceless. <laughs> but she's gonna be a doctor. Yeah. Um. So step one was to get their number. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk about. I had a friend in college. When I came out to him and he came out to me my senior year of college, 
we would go to the gay club and have a competition about who could get the most numbers. Oh my gosh, I love this. Um, so who would win? Uh, sometimes it was a tie. Um, it was me a lot of the time. Oh. <laughs> um, but we only counted ones that we wanted. Mm. Like, and we wouldn't always call them. Like, it just depends. But like... You know, like if a guy gave me his number, it wouldn't count. And if a girl gave him, I mean, for whatever reason, gave her, gave him her number, it wouldn't count. If she was very confused and yet forceful. Well, like, yeah. So, yeah, so sometimes I would win, sometimes he would win. A lot of times it was a tie. Um, you know, getting a couple numbers. It just feels good. I cannot relate at all. Because oh, you had no game. We already talked about that. Yeah. I had a little bit of game. I mean, I'm not the first to approach. I like to know that there's a little interest, but I'll make eyes at you across the bar. So I order my fancy vodka tonics. That was my drink in college. Classy. Low it calorie. It is classy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's not too expensive. Somebody orders it for you. Yeah, absolutely. Cognizant of cost. It's, a, it's very thoughtful of you. Thank you. Um... I can't remember if we've... I know you and I have talked about this, but I can't remember if we've talked about this on the podcast. But the um, the one and only time that I tried to hit on... No, mm. okay, it's been twice. But the first time I ever tried to hit on a woman in a bar, mm-hmm. I was very bad at it. I was very nervous. The first time I ever tried to hit on a woman in a bar, it did not go well. I uh, it was at a work event, so that's already starting off poorly for my odds and it was it wasn't a gay bar it was just like a a bar with a trivia night that's a risky move it was a risky move i mean straight people go to gay bars too but yeah fair enough but uh she was sitting she sitting in between the two most masculine of center women i'd seen in a hot minute and it looked like a whole, we're trying to make our friend feel better. She had a breakup recently, sort of. Oh, she's kind of getting back out there. Yeah. And so I. In comes Miranda. <laughs> so I keep like staring at her and I tried to like nonchalantly take a picture to send to my friend to be like, oh. she looks gay, right? Oh boy. And I'm not, I'm a lightweight. I'm not a good drinker. I'm not good at drinking. And I had like one pale ale. Is that a talent? I'm a good drinker. <laughs> well, well, in this case, it's certainly not. Um, but I, I had one and um, I was really nervous and I hadn't eaten a lot. She looks gay. What did the friend say that you texted? Oh, uh, she was like, yeah, go for it. I was like, what do I say to her? Oh boy. And, um, Apparently, I was awkward enough that I drew attention to myself. Oh, and I digress. Uh, it was Halloween, so I was dressed as a giant Q, like a Scrabble letter Q for queer. So, like, I looked as lesbian as it gets. Like, there were all the vibes and signals. Were what shooting. was she dressed as? Uh, like a normal human. Mm. She was just, she was a human. No costume? No costume. No costume? No costume. Do we say that differently? I was eating. Oh, okay. So no costume? No. No costume. So anyway, at one point, and I kind of was telling my friend, my work friend that was with me, and she was like, yeah, go talk to her, go talk to her. What would you say? Let's go. What's going on? So anyway, I look up, she's gone. I'm like, oh, I've missed my moment. She's the one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. So she 
Next thing I look up, and at this point, I'm tipsy, getting close to drunk. Oh, boy. Uh-huh. Off one pale ale. From one pale ale. And she's there, right next to me. Ordering something, or was she coming to hit on she you? She came to talk to me. She came to, like, hit on me. And I was like, because I was tipsy and awkward and nervous, I go, hi! I just screamed hi in her face. And she was like, uh-huh. And I don't know what happened after that because I died. I've seen you in that outfit. That's a, you were, I mean, it was, yeah, that's homemade, but it was cute. Yeah. Oh, boy. And that's so, so then sad. she left. Yeah, and... we were pretty quickly after that, I would assume. With yeah. With tail between her legs, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I think I can get this back. Oh, no. No, no. <laughs> I forgot the part of the story that she didn't give up. <laughs> and I was like, Miranda, I try just... harder than most. <laughs> I do. I try harder than most. I tried harder than most. So I was like, I just need to all go ask for a, a refill. That's not what they call it at bars. That's called <laughs> you buy Why another. Did they did? <laughs> <laughs> I like a refill on my body get tired, sir. <laughs> like maximum two refills. <laughs> so anyway, I go over I could have asked for help way closer to me. But I tried to go and be like near her. Mm. And then to be like what are you drinking? That was going to be my line. What are you drinking? What do you recommend? It's clever, right? But, like, I couldn't get near her, so I just was Because like, her two Master of Center people were probably protecting her from you? From the weird creep in the queue outfit. Yep. Um, yeah. Needless to say, didn't work. She eventually left. Good for her. I hope she's happy. The second time you did, though, is my favorite time. So please tell this story. One more. Oh, snap. Yes. Is that okay. another time? Yeah. So there was another time I had... Dating misadventures with Miranda and Anna. <laughs> Absolutely. So my uh, same friend I was trying to text to be like, help me out here. Maybe they're the common denominator. I'm still eating. Hold no, on. No, she's a good wing woman. Maybe they're the common denominator. No, she's a good wing woman. She really tries. She really tries to help me out. She had my back. But anyway, we go to Sue Ellen's, the lesbian bar in Dallas, like the lesbian bar in Dallas. And uh, we're there, we're, you know, going to play some Gain pool. it up. Oh, yeah, I love, love a good game of pool. Yeah, and we find two lesbians, we're talking to them, and, like, she's really trying to set me up to, to be in a good situation. And so she's like, which one are you interested in? I'm like, I, I like that one. <laughs> and um, so we're talking to them and, you know, all this. And uh, it's really loud because it's a bar. Mm-hmm. And but they have dancing there too. They do. But my, my friend Erica's like trying to like tell me something and I'm not getting it. I'm like, You're yeah, very bad at lip reading. I'm talking to her. I got this. I'm really trying. And like we're, I thought we were vibing. Mm. And like we were making jokes and we were playing Boy, pool. were you wrong. Uh, yeah. And um, so finally Erica's like, she's not getting this. And Erica comes over and she's like, she is married. And I was like, to the other one? To the other ah! one. And they had no chemistry. Like, oh, babe, they, they, like, we had no clue. The only way Erica found out was by talking to the other one. Could it have been a sugar mama situation? They were, they were not. I'm, I'm not about to, to delve into somebody's it's complicated relationship. No, but sometimes people don't always like exude 
And that's fine. You know. That's fine. I'm just saying. Attractive. No, that's wrong. They don't always <laughs> exude their relationship status when they're, you know, we're pretty all over each other at a gay club. A little bit. For sure. Like, little there's bit. no missing that we're a thing. Yeah. And I mean, that's fine. Some people aren't big on PDA. That's cool. And if I had picked was up Was she on... wearing a ring? No. Oh, but that was very, at one point. Erica was trying to very tell me, and I missed it. Very complicated. So. And no ring. Which you know what? How did she find out that she was married? Just talking to the other one. She was like, "Oh, my wife here," and it was she was. Pointing. I guess I don't. I don't know. I never got the. I know some couples don't wear rings. That's the okay. The blow by blow. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> we finished our game of pool. Oh they man, I would have nice. left. I would have just been like, "Oh, I got an emergency no, test." They were, they were so nice. Like they bought us shots, and I mean, they were really sweet. Uh, they, I mean, they were fun, fun to play pool with. I think we lost horrifically against them. They horrifically, horrifically. Um, but it was a, it was a good time. And then I think I can't remember if it was that time or maybe another. I was just like, I feel like if I can just give my number out to somebody, surely that'll just break the. The seal, it'll you know Something break the look a little desperate here, babe. Maybe yeah. does you have a happy story we can kind of? Well, I ended up with you. <laughs> it, 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 I gotta happily ever after. Yes, once you realize that in person dating was not for you, it was not for me. I am bad at it. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Oh boy, oh boy. Okay, well, wow. That's I love. I do love those stories that you tell. And we'll be right back. And we're back. <laughs> Speaking of awkward and terrible. Oh, yeah. yeah. See, you're welcome for that segue opportunity. The rugby game. Oh, woof. Yeah, that was painful. That like Quite literally painful. Moment. Yeah, I did kind of feel some random vibes. I would have gotten there and, first of all, she should have told her to wear athletic clothes, not just yeah. something comfortable. That's a, that's a, hmm. Yeah, but, um... She also mentioned that she didn't like to work out, so she probably didn't have athletic clothes. Oh, could so be. I, when I was thinking about that when I was reading it. But when we she got there, and she just been like, and I'm out. Like, I came to watch. Mm-hmm. But Alex was, like, not going to let her bail out of it. I, good for Ellie. I mean, she was really trying to help her. That's a good wing woman. Like, hey, I'm going to, I'm manufacturing this opportunity for you. She was a great wing woman. She, she was really, a She great. could be like a professional matchmaker. She really could. I, now, that's a movie I want to see. The lesbian professional matchmaker? Yes. Like, wasn't there, I'm, I'm not a rom-com person, like, movie-wise. I am. You've really gotten me into them. Mm-hmm. I will watch just about anything for you because I love you. But isn't there, like, a rom-com where the guy... Is like his whole job is to be a date. Yeah, right? Hitch with um, Will Smith. That's such a great movie. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. Okay, I've, I'm not. I haven't seen it. What? I, We're gonna remedy that later, y'all. Okay. okay. And I like Will Smith. Oh, it's so great. Yeah, and like it kind of goes back and forth with his story about he's been hurt, so he doesn't really want a relationship, but then. Um, he actually ends up finding someone along the path. And I believe this because, again, it is a rom-com. Yes. Well, he's setting up this other guy who is great, but he's he's trying to go after this really popular and rich woman. And, yeah, she, he's she's just, like, super out of his league. Okay. So that brings up something I want to talk about. Because I don't... Well, I do believe that... People can be very mismatched. Mm-hmm. I don't know that. Like I'm... that couple at the bar. Yeah, like that couple at the bar. We were supposedly married. We could not confirm. <laughs> but 
I don't necessarily think I be- I fully believe in someone being out of someone's league because I I think that we're not just can- people. Do what? We're not just people. Yeah, and I think that you can match in in very different ways. So even if you know one person has a job that they make quite a bit of money and the other person doesn't, or one person is very intelligent and the other one isn't quite as intelligent, or somebody's um, you know, super driven and knows exactly what they want to do and somebody else is more like, I'm figuring it out, I'll take it as it comes. Like, people match in different ways and and we value different traits in partners for different reasons. Um, sometimes it's because it's a foil of our own and I think much of the time it can be something that we kind of grasp onto because it's something we saw reflected in like our parents relationship Mm -hmm. um but uh i don't know that i subscribe to quote unquote someone's out of someone else's league because i know like when we first met online we both shared that we felt each other were out of our leagues no i didn't feel like you were i just okay rude you said that very quickly and and loudly and i don't remember that being something you've said before so i find it interesting i had this is a flex i had passed on you and Mm -hmm. thankfully hinge will back at the time would bring up people that they really thought you were a match that you'd pass on like kind of like reconsider them but they didn't say that on the app i was just was like i've seen her before because she was really- i'm playing more poorly and more poorly by the moment <laughs> because you know you were really cute when you had a picture with you and a dog which always great like if you were a dog person put a picture of you with your dog if you've got like eight dogs maybe don't put that picture on there that's um, for date three yeah but mention that you have a multiple dog household <laughs> um Anna's dating advice corner. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, you mentioned that you had a kid and that just made me really nervous because, you know, just being a lesbian myself, I just assumed it was with another woman and that was going to be complicated and, you know, there'd be jealousy and little did I know your ex-husband was complicated in another way. And so it's just, it's worked out, but I was not sure I was up for that task. So when it came back around, I thought... I'll think about it. And then you actually ended up messaging me. I did. Before I I swiped right on you. So. Mm. Yeah. And you had a great line. You, you know, I think we talked about this before. You had a great line. It was, you have kind eyes. And it I wasn't like, can... hey, hottie, you want to go to the bar tonight? And I was like, no. You know? So, anyway. But um, you're right. Like, I do think there's, you know, things that make people click, you know, outside of what you normally pair, who you would pair them with. You know, like, they might not be super passionate about their current job, but they have a plan moving on. Mm -hmm. You know, like, that's for me, like, does someone have a goal, a vision that they're working toward? And that goal will probably change many times. Yeah. As they reach one or change it or switch to some, you know, that kind of thing. So, um, but yeah, I think think you're definitely right on that. Um, Alex's mom and her drinking. Let's talk Mm. about that. That was heavy. That was that and, was rough. And I knew her boss would come into play once it said that he was a recovering alcoholic. I really I I adored that relationship between Alex and her boss. Like he was just like this really gruff guy and you're like, "Oh boy, this this situation." And then, her like one employee, yeah, one, one employee. employee. Yeah, and she's like had to like fight tooth and nail just to get the chance and like showed him up. 
And I loved, um, not only did I love that relationship where he was going to bat to help her out with her mother because he could see how hard she tried and how much she loved her mom and he could relate to where her mom was coming from and dealing with, you know, addiction. Um, but I also love that moment where this jerk is hitting on Alex, not taking no for an oh, answer. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. And the boss is like, get out of here. You're done. You're not coming back. Like, get out. It throws his money at him. Yes. I loved that moment. You're yes. Right. Oh, I loved that moment. It was beautiful. And it really, um, I really enjoyed the way that Alex was characterized, at, not in relation to, but in opposition of what she looked like. Okay, like traditionally in rom-coms, the leading lady is like this beautiful blonde um, and, and she's very, she's very much characterized in a certain way. Um, perfect body. Yeah. Perfect, perfect body. Clothes, perfect job. Yeah. Very feminine, you know, and then here you have Alex who possesses a lot of fairly quote unquote, you know, according to Western society, very masculine traits of, you know, being kind of cold and distant. Um, she knows what she wants. She's very tough. Uh, she, you know, just kind of has this like chic roughness to her. Ooh, a chic roughness. You I like that. that? Yeah. Yeah. I definitely really thought Alex was attractive the whole time. Like her personality. Yeah. Um, and I, I really enjoyed the way that we just kind of got to know her and we got to kind of travel with her through that challenging time where not only did she have to accept certain things about herself and grow, because that's kind of the nature of that age range, um, but she also learned to love herself a little more and learned to recognize that someone who she cared about was manipulating her. So the clothing room, the clothing store dressing room stare, remember where they're like, in the dressing room together. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was hot. I also, I really... And it was a connecting moment. Like, you know, you had that, like, almost mm -hmm. kiss. I really loved that moment where... This kind of goes back a bit, I believe. But where Molly wraps that scarf around Alex. It was mm. so cute. It was just so endearing. Yeah. And, like, you see those little moments throughout the book that really plays out to, like... She realized... At the age, she's like, she does like Alex. And she's in the dress and she goes to the library. Of course, I love that they got together in a library. That's what I was about to bring up. <laughs> like that moment where Alex shares with Molly, you know, all these things that kind of like. In the library. Mm -hmm. She opens up to her. Yeah. It was just so vulnerable and so beautiful. And it was like something that she would have never shared with Natalie. And I mean, that really says a lot. It does. It does. Um, and that Alex had trouble saying I love you before now. Mm -hmm. And you know, that was kind of also relates to me. I had trouble doing saying that too. And I think it was our, we've been talking like for like a week. And I said, I remember being on the phone with you and I was laying on my bed and I was like, I think I almost love you or something like that already. I think I almost love you already. And you were like, I love you too. And I was like, well. <laughs> <laughs> it was just I don't know like 
you know, when people like judge based on how quickly relationships progress, I think you're not that couple. You don't understand the conversations they've had, mm-hmm. how they've grown together. Like you and I, because we were two hours apart, we talked a lot on the phone. Mm-hmm. I would call you in the evening when I was done with, you know, dishes and cooking or whatever, and you'd put, get into bed and we talked for an hour or two and then I'd, you know, I gotta go to sleep, I gotta go to work and yeah, it's just, that's just how I progressed. Yeah. So. I, I know we've talked about this, you know, before, but I, I do think frequently lesbian relationships can kind of speed along faster than many others because women are more cultured to be yeah they're cultured to be emotionally vulnerable do what emotionally vulnerable yeah and we talk more we talk about our feelings like i i think it's shame that society doesn't encourage that more in men because it's something that's very human to talk about your feelings we all have feelings and when you don't talk about them, you just bury them. It doesn't make them go away. It just builds until it erupts. Um, you know? Uh, but on a, on a lighter note, one of the things I loved about this book was not something that was in this book. I really enjoyed that no one has a parent who didn't accept their queer kid's identity. Like, that was not a part of this book at all. It was just people have parents and sometimes these parents have problems, but none of it was related at all to the kids being queer. Yeah. It was kind of nice to have a book that was just about queer people having experiences. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because, I mean, we do. We still have all the same experiences you see in all the other books. And it was just really nice to be like, yeah, this is how life works. Anything else before we get to ratings? Um, I did love at the end where Alex says, see, I told you my plan would work. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But she wasn't thinking for her. No, no, she was not. I I really, I did love just kind of seeing, um, seeing a relationship develop in, in layers, in like little shades until it kind of all added up and became something more. Uh, I thought that was really beautiful. Absolutely. So your rating? <sighs> okay, it's hard. Because like you were talking about earlier, yeah, this book didn't resonate where I would want a book to resonate as an adult, but it's not an adult book. It's a young adult book. Mm-hmm. So when I think about it through the lens of Intended me audience. in high school, how would this make me feel? I would have absolutely loved to have some, have had something like this as a, as a high schooler or what have you. Um, so I think high school Miranda would give it five rainbows. She would be very confused and her life would be very different than it is now. But I think, I think high school Miranda would give it five rainbows. Okay. I give it four stars only because I thought the... Stars? You're not even giving it rainbows? Sorry, my note said stars. Sorry. (laughs) Four rainbows. Okay. The intro was a little slow for me on the uptick, and I'm, I'm, you have to kind of hook me early. And what really made me give it four stars, not four and a half, 
sorry, rainbows. Good grief. Was because I wanted an epilogue at the end, obviously, because that's where they go, but I wanted an epilogue of them together as an official couple. Aww. So we got to kind of see their dynamic play out yeah. at school and, you know, at the library or, you know, that kind of thing. So that, for me, and maybe there'll be a, uh, you know, special edition later where there's an epilogue and you go and you get that one. Or a so. sequel. Or a sequel. I, or an expanded universe where we see their friends. Okay. But, you know, bringing it back, <laughs> bringing it back to alternate universes, then in alternate universe, there's a version of this book where there's an epilogue with them as a couple. And it doesn't have to be very long. Okay. So... Fair enough. All right, on to our next read. So September is an amazing month, and it there is the band Book Week mm-hmm. in there. So in honor of that, we are going to do books about censorship and books that have been banned. Mm-hmm. And one of the top books still being banned all across America is Gender Queer by Maya Kobabe. And I'm so excited. I'm very excited. There is a new deluxe edition out. Came out this summer. Woohoo! So get you that one. I have the original, but I've already ordered the, the deluxe one. I'm very excited. I, I will be very excited to reread it. Since... Yeah, same. It is a reread for me too. So yeah. um, because it has been banned, I just want to mention that this is an adult book. Um, mainly, I mean... It, it no, deals like, with some intense stuff. This is a, a memoir geared toward adults. Because of some of the content um, in the book, some um, there's a specifically I remember there's a visit um, to the gynecologist, and that is a very jarring experience um, for them. So I just want <clears throat> to—I know that was a very visceral reading for me, yeah, um, as a as a woman. Um, so I just want to like put that out there to to make a note of. Um, well, I think not just as a woman, anybody with a yeah, uterus. anyone with ex- yeah, sorry, anyone with experience going um, to the female doctor. So, yeah, but I want to put that out there and um, yeah, see if your local library has it. We did just want to remind all of y'all: make sure to check out our Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at All Queer Here Pod. Of course, we love to hear from you all at our Gmail, All Pod at gmail.com. Email us your thoughts, your favorite book recommendations, you know, all that sorts of stuff. Uh, We just love hearing from each and every one of you. All right. So until then, we're all queer here. Absolutely. Absolutely.